0: And as you can tell, they have a great spirit and a passion for what they're doing and are great servants of the Lord. Jeff, or Wally as he's called, was actually a walk-on on the track team at Michigan State. Uh, interesting story that he shared with me just yesterday. But just representative of the great missionaries uh, that we have. And I trust that you'll be able to come back tonight for our missions conference and the opportunity to interact with these missionaries. Please see, see the tables uh, the, and displays that they have and uh, get to know them personally. Our speaker, keynote speaker for our missions conference this year is Dr. Ron Klein. Ron has been here multiple times. I think the first time I heard him was in the year 2001. And he's unable to be here in person today because his granddaughter... uh, I think his oldest, I think he told me his favorite granddaughter, uh, was getting married, was married yesterday in Southern California. And uh, that's where Ron and Barbara live, so they're not able to be here in person. But we are going to see a video message that Ron taped, uh, especially for us here at South. Let me just share a little bit with you about Ron's ministry Ron Klein has been a faithful teacher and missionary and pastor. Uh, He pastored in Ecuador for many years. He uh, worked with HCJB that now is called Reach Beyond. And Ron has uh, stepped down from being the president of HCJB, but he still is an ambassador for Reach Beyond and travels, really, around the world still when he has opportunity. Reach Beyond has 600 radio stations, especially in Asia, uh, places like Nepal, Mongolia, Indonesia. And they go into a local area and they have an FM radio station that is totally run by nationals. And Ron's ministry is to help train those nationals, not so much to do the technical work, but more the spiritual work and pastoral work that comes from having that great ministry. Uh, So their focus has been and still continues to be taking the gospel to people who have never heard. Ron also has the opportunity, now that they live in Southern California, was invited by a church called South Shores. So Ron told me he's going to be Worshiping at South today, uh, but South Shores in Southern California. But they said our missions program needs help. So Ron stepped in and is giving direction to that church, preaching at that church several times uh, throughout the year. Another interesting story about Ron and Barb. uh, They moved into a senior uh, living facility out in California just before COVID. And so COVID hits and I guess there are about 400 residents in this facility. So Ron goes to the administration and says, You guys have a closed circuit TV. Would it be okay if I started a Sunday morning worship service? Uh, no one can come into this facility, no one can go out. So, how about if I do a Sunday morning service? And they said, Sure. And so Ron, with this beautiful, deep voice, starts this Sunday service. Uh, to the 400 people in that facility, and the service is still going on today. Uh, So he tapes that service and does that on a regular basis. And this for a guy uh, who many people feel should be retired, but he continues on. So it's a real joy to have Ron. I'm gonna pray uh, for our service, and then we'll listen to the tape of Ron's message to us. Lord, thank you for the partnership that we have with missionaries around the world. Thank you that so many of them have a great connection with South and the fact that we are seeing, as we heard today, the kids who are going out from parents who are missionaries and perhaps even the next generation being prepared to do the same. Now, Lord, as we have the opportunity to hear the word of God from Ron Klein, your servant, the one that you've used often to stir my heart and to challenge us with his great missionary stories of experience and insight. I pray your hand of blessing would be upon this hour, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Hello, it's wonderful to be with you again, even if from afar. But what a privilege to come and talk about our unstoppable God. What an amazing phrase, our unstoppable. God. We're going to spend a little bit of time on that. I want to read you the words of a song written several years ago about our unstoppable God. The chorus says something like this, nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. What, what a wonderful phrase. Now I want to give you the reason why God is unstoppable because Jesus gave it to us. In Matthew, in Mark, in Luke, Jesus tells us some wonderful truths about our unstoppable God. And so I wanna share with you what he said. He said this, humanly, it is impossible. And you've all faced that, I faced that, things that I've looked at that just were totally impossible. And then he says, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Now I want you to try to memorize this verse today, all right? That's your lesson. If that's the only thing you get out of this whole message, that will be plenty because you're going to encounter some things in your life where God's going to whisper to you something that he wants you to do that seems impossible, but not with God. So let me uh, do what I would do if I were with the children today. I would have this uh, little verse right here, all right? So let's say this all together. Humanly, it is impossible. We say that a lot, don't we? But that is, the verse starts there. Humanly, it is impossible. And then it says, but not with God. Not with God. Now the next one says, all things are possible with God. You got it? Let's try it again. Humanly, it is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. And if you're looking for the address of that, it's in Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke. God thought it was important to tell us three times that he is totally unstoppable. Every time Satan thinks that he's got a victory, God steps through. And sometimes it's just with one person. It might be you, it might be me. One person God uses to show how unstoppable he is. Uh, You don't have to go very far in the Bible to read about our unstoppable God. You all have favorite stories. I do this little video on Facebook a couple times a month telling stories from the Bible. Some of you have sent me stories that are your favorites, and I've enjoyed telling them. I'm thinking of the stories of Moses. We all have stories of Moses that are our favorite. It could be his birth, it could be his mother's situation, it could be raised by Pharaoh's daughter, it could be uh, out in the wilderness, it could be um, the burning bush, it could be the plagues with Pharaoh, it could be bringing the, people of cho- the children of Israel out of Egypt. My favorite is when he's standing on the shore of the Red Sea. <laughs> he's got the children of Israel banged up against the Red Sea, He's got the Egyptian army coming at him from behind him. Humanly, it was impossible, but not with God. And God said to him, now raise up your staff and divide the water. Whoa, one man doing what God told him to do and our God was unstoppable. Another story that's one of your favorites is stories of David. There's lots of stories of David, but perhaps the most favorite of all of you is that story with Goliath. Remember David was just a boy. He carried his lunch, the lunches of his brothers up to his up to the army where the army was fighting the Philistines and and somehow this giant had appeared named Goliath and he had challenged the Israelites to a battle. And he just said simply, why don't you send one guy out and instead of killing a lot of people, you send one guy out, I'll be here. Whoever wins the battle between us wins the battle. That way all these other soldiers don't have to die. For 40 days he put out this challenge. And when David got there with his brother's lunches, the children of Israel were hiding behind rocks and trees because they were afraid, so afraid. Humanly, Absolutely impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. And there's David standing out there looking at that giant, and he says, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. Boy, well armed. I come to you in the name of the Lord. (laughs) That, That was a done deal at that point. One boy defeated the giant what other stories come to mind i mean there's just lots of them aren't there elijah standing on a mountain calling fire down from heaven impossible but it came and elijah proved true to god so let me ask you something has god stopped being unstoppable has something dried him up and pushed him away because You and I don't see those kinds of things happening anymore. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm reminded of Nepal, that little country squeezed between China and India, right in the Himalayas, Mount Everest is in Nepal, a a Hindu country for generations, generations, they worshiped Hindu gods, countless Hindu gods. And uh, something happened in 2015 And somehow their constitution was changed. They didn't have a whole lot of Christians by then, but in 2015, the constitution allowed for freedom of religion. And that's when Reach Beyond, uh, the mission I served with, went into that country. We put in 14 radio stations. The Jesus film came in, showed it all over the country. People started coming in, doing evangelism and planting churches. And today, today, just six years later, that church of Nepal is one of the fastest growing churches in the world. Humanly, impossible, but not with God. Indonesia is another illustration. Uh, Indonesia is the largest population of Muslims in the world. Um, We have 57 radio stations sprinkled throughout Indonesia broadcasting the gospel. All of them are on temporary licenses because that way the government can kind of control what's going on. And one of those stations received a letter from the government saying, you're talking too much about Jesus, we're going to uh, cancel your license. Pack up, close up, get out. Well, the manager of that station, a wonderful Indonesian Christian, said this doesn't seem right. So he went to the government itself. Now everybody said, don't do that. You're gonna go, you're gonna get arrested. They're gonna put you in jail when you argue with the Muslim government. You don't do those kinds of things. But he went. The government looked at the letter. And they said, you know, this is interesting. This, is, this letter is not from us. It's a forgery. They got so mad, they gave him a permanent license. Humanly, that is impossible. But not, not with God. All things are possible with God. You see how it works? I'm thinking of a station on the eastern border of the Democratic Republic of Congo. That station has been there a number of years. It's right up against Burundi and Rwanda. It's a tough place because there's been civil war going on there. Well, you know about it, it's in our news. For all these years, buildings have been destroyed, schools have been shut down, hospitals have been closed. But that radio station, broadcasting in five languages, has been on the air every day for all of these years. Humanly, that is absolutely impossible. But not with God. So has God stopped doing what he does? Has God closed down shop? (laughs) No, he hasn't. In fact, I have come to realize there's only one thing that can stop God, only one thing, and that's me. I can stop God. God comes and wants to use me to do something to build his kingdom, and I say, no. Well, I don't really say no, I say I can't. I look at the situation, evaluate it, look at my skills, look at the convenience, look at the inconvenience, look at what people might say, what people might think. And I say, no. Uh, m- sometimes it's I can't. Sometimes it's uh, maybe later. Sometimes uh, it's really down inside what will people think. I'm the one that can stop God. You're, you're the one. If, if, if we, if you and I have not seen God do his unstoppable stuff, it's not because God is not alive and well. It's because we have removed ourselves from the opportunity of seeing him at work in our lives and through our lives. We, we have, we have uh, decided that we don't wanna be a part of God's plan because we have a plan that we think is better. We have um, decided that we have all the abundant life that we want because it's what we can provide. We're not sure God can provide the abundant life that we can provide. And we're not sure that we want in on his plan because it might be costly. But some of you sitting here are saying, well, wow, you know, I, I want my life to count. I want my life to make sense. I want, I want to have meaning to my life. I only have one life. And I'd like it to mean something. I'd like to do something significant. I'd like to, I'd like to make a difference in at least one person's life, if, if not many people's lives. What, what would I have to do to do that? King Solomon answered this question a thousand years before Jesus told us that humanly it is impossible, but not with God. A thousand years before that, King Solomon told us what we need to do. It's a little simple formula, three things we do, and then it releases God to do all that he wants to do. Let me remind you of it. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will then be free to direct your paths. Uh, Let's just go one at a time. I I want to make sure you get this, because I want you to have buried in your heart and in your mind the truth that humanly it may appear to be impossible, but it's not with God. When he whispers something to you, something that he wants you to do, someone that he wants you to speak to, somebody that he wants to share your faith with, someone that he wants to minister to through you, it is not impossible. Everything is possible with God. So uh, let's just unpack this little formula. Trust in the Lord. You know, in order to trust in the Lord, I need to know the Lord. That means I need to spend time in his word and time with him. I need to beef up my Bible reading and my prayer time. I need to get acquainted with him so that we're not strangers, so that I'm not just running to him when I'm in trouble and asking for help, so that I'm not just giving formal prayers when called upon. But but I have a conversation with him, I know him. We're in conversation while I'm driving down the road, while we're walking down the street, while I'm laying in my bed. I have the privilege of knowing him personally. Then I can trust him. And trusting him means trusting him with everything, knowing that he knows more than I know, that he cares about me, that he's not out to hurt me. He's out to bless me, that things that come into my life will be for the good that he has promised. That the word of God and the promises in the word of God are all for me. I need to trust him. That means I need to stop saying, God, where are you? Because I need to trust that he's with me always. I need to stop saying, God, do you care? Because I need to trust that he does care for me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden and frustrated and fed up, and whatever the translation is, I will give you rest. I need to come to him when I'm hassled and troubled because he has given me his peace. He's promised that. I need to know him and trust him. So we start there. How's your relationship with God? Is he just someone who saved you and was gonna keep you from hell? Or is he someone who walks through life with you? I think Moses had a special relationship with God. Talked to him carefully, felt him, and when God said raise that staff, it was as if God was standing right beside him, even maybe had his hand in his hand. No fear, no lack of confidence. I believe that we can all get there if we will trust him. Secondly, lean not on your own understanding. Don't trust yourself. You'll talk yourself out of it every time. Nothing God tells you to do is convenient. Nothing is easy. Nothing is safe. I mean, it's just, it's not guaranteed. You don't know what's gonna happen. David didn't know what was gonna happen. He comes into the valley. He's got rocks. That guy's got spears. David did not know what was gonna happen. He trusted God. And he didn't lean into his own understanding. If he had, he'd have never walked into that valley. You and I need to trust God enough to to override our fears, our fears about what people will think. Oh, wonder if this doesn't work. Wonder if they don't like me. We've got to get past those fears so that we trust the Lord and not ourselves. And then it says, and uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. Make it all about God, not about you. You know, when I make it about me, I stop God. But when I make it about God, I set him free to do what he wants to do. That's what Elijah did up on that mountain. It was all about God. It wasn't about Elijah. If it had been about Elijah, he'd have been hiding someplace. He wouldn't have been up on that mountain. But it was about God, and he wanted to bring honor and glory to God. In fact, in his prayer, he says, I'm only praying to you out loud so that these people know that I'm talking to you, and you're the one that brings the fire. You're the one that's going to be glorified. Not me. I didn't bring the fire. I can't do that. It's impossible for me to do it, but you can do it. There's a lot of things that are impossible for us, but it's possible for God because our God is indeed unstoppable. If he tells you to do it, he can do it. If he leads you to share your faith, he will help you. There's a reason that he's doing it. So we, we trust in the Lord. We don't trust ourselves. We, we acknowledge him and glorify him in everything that we do. And then we let him loose in our lives. That's how we see the unstoppable God today. You can see him, I can see him, because he wants to do things through us in a powerful way. I pray that you remember this promise the rest of your life. Write it someplace, put it where you need it, and memorize it. Humanly, it is impossible, because you're going to feel that a lot. But not with God. All things are possible with God. (laughs) That's what unstoppable God means. That's who he is, and that's what he wants to be in your life and in mine. Pray with me. Father, I want to thank you for your willingness to be involved in my life and help me to become the person you created me to be. Lord, you have a plan for me. You made me by design. You have a plan and it's a great plan and I wanna know what it is. So Lord, for that to happen, I need to work on this little formula. I need to build my trust in you so that I know you better. I need to stop trusting my own logic and understanding and fears and pride. I need to stop that and I need to make it about you, not about me. Lord, help me with these things. Help my friends with these things. And then Lord, go wild in our lives. Be unstoppable working through us, doing those things you have called us to do. We thank you in the name of Jesus, amen.